my heart is just like what I've challenged you. I'm challenging you to be great, and I'm challenging those of you that are already great to be even greater. Great. How can I be greater in my service? And, and to be in Christ, this is what it means simply. What's true of Christ is true of you. But here's the great news for you and I. God turned his back on Jesus so he would never have to turn his back on you. He loves you with an everlasting love and despite whatever you can be faced with, God says, I'm right here with you and I will see you through it. You trust me. Because it's not about principles and rituals and routines. It's about relationship and life with the King. Jesus, who you all killed, is Lord and Messiah and y'all need to repent. Not, watch this, not say I'm sorry, but to turn from your thinking. Come embrace him. We don't start to come into a place of clarity until we start with the fear of God. Your children, your family, the church, the community, learn about God's love for them through how you love your spouse. And to some degree, we got to take responsibility for the message of God's love not being that clear. We're so glad to have you with us on this podcast today. You no longer need to fight against the wind, but allow the wind, the breath of God at your back to propel you forward in 2019. When you finish listening, we hope you'll take a minute and write a review. Your encouragement will be a help to others. Enjoy the message. It's actually being the real, real. On social media where you see people type 100, 100, after a comment, that means I'm being real. I'm being for real, for real. This is the truth. This is actually what it is. That's another way of looking at it. So there's another visual now on the screen. You see a picture of two Louis Vuitton duffel bags, and we're keeping it in theme with the real, real. So both are saying that they're Louis Vuitton. One is fake and one is real. Can you tell in the first visual which one is fake and which one is real? Maybe to a trained eye. But for those of us whose eyes are not trained, it looks pretty similar. Now, take a look at the second visual. Actually, thank you. Take a look at the second visual. In the second visual, it gives you something specific to look at. Something to measure against, a yardstick to be able to tell what is authentic, what is real, and what is not real, what is fake. And if you look at it, it looks like it's this line, it's this stitching, it's this extra detail in the first. It's very handcrafted. It's part of why you're paying all that money for the bag other than the name. So it's designed to stay for a really long time. If you look at the second example under fake, what do we see there? We see that it looks like that it is stapled together or kind of put together. Does that look like it's going to last for years and years and years? No, it looks like it might fall apart um, much faster than the one on the left. So there's a measure or a set of measures to be able to show when something is authentic, when it is real. So there is something that I'm going to ask you to do after seeing these examples. If you have someone sitting close to you, or when you leave here today, 
Do not, I repeat, do not look at their designer handbags or items very, very closely. I am not here. My assignment is not to cause conflict. It is not to cause strife or division. So you just look at it, you compliment it, you say, what a nice bag, what a nice pair of shoes, and you keep it moving. So God has caused us to be authentic, the real, real. But what does that mean to him? What is the measurement to him? So here's another definition of authentic. We are real, transparent, genuine, and true to the heart of God. So we are true to the heart of the one that created us. This is not religion. This is reality for us. We have no sense of pretense or no need to impress. We are accountable to one another through genuine relationships. So here, I'm going to reference James 5.16 in the Amplified. And it reads, Therefore, confess your sins to one another your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, can accomplish much. But when put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Well, we here at Impact have a vehicle that helps us with being accountable to one another. And that vehicle, that system that we use is small group. It's connecting. It's, it doesn't matter what the name is. It's the connections that are being made that help us grow and develop. Um, my husband and I, in the um, last semester, we were part of a marriage small group with other people um, from Impact. And it just helped us. It didn't matter where you are in your walk with God in the relationship that you have with him and where it is that you know that he wants for you to go. Or if you don't know where he wants for you to go, there's a connection in being with each other. God placed in the family, in the heart of each member of the family, in the mind of each member of the family, something that is helps us to get to our next level. We are not able to get to our next level only in communication with God. Does he have it? He absolutely does. He deliberately placed it in the lives of other people for us to be able to get it. So there is value if you're looking for how do you get to your next step, where to go, that's where you go. Get connected. We shun man-made hierarchies of importance and undue influence on titles. So, as an example for the title, at work, there is um, a group of individuals, a department, it's called environmental services. I work in a hospital. So the environmental services department is made up of ladies and gentlemen that do multiple functions. One is they are responsible for keeping the hospital clean. So in its presentation, as well as where things need to be sterilized, not in the operating rooms and things like that, but just around the campus. They also clean the offices. They also clean and straighten patient rooms. So they have a very um, 
a very important responsibility, um, but they are usually around and about as people are walking through the hospital. So this example comes to mind is because I watch, I observe, I like to look at people and I like to look and see, you know, just life passing by and observe. So one of the things when I walk the hallways of the campus is I'm observing whether people recognize who's around them. And it's something that I do because uh, my husband, when we're, um, no matter where we live, he knows who all the neighbors are. He knows their birthdays. He knows their children. He knows what they do. And I get out and I'm in the car. I'm getting in the car. I'm gone. And usually they're like, oh, we never see you. And I'm like, because I'm getting in the car going. If you see me outside, I'm either going out or I'm coming in. But he has a way of connecting with the people around him. And it doesn't matter who or what they are. Um, And for me, that's something that I have endeavored to work on, to be more mindful of who my neighbors are as I'm passing um, this way and that way. But I also observe in the hospital Something that I do do because I was trained to do it as a child is to acknowledge whoever is around me and to speak to whomever is around me. But you'd be amazed how often people pass by to do that. So Jesus, he was a master at being authentic. He met with everyone and everywhere he went, he was the same. He was the same welcoming individual. So here's an example of that. Matthew 9, 10 through 13 in the New Living Translation reads later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But the Pharisees saw this. They asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call those who think they are righteous. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. So let me help us put this into today's context. So Jesus was eating with tax collectors. So this would be like uh, us sitting down to dinner with the IRS agents that were auditing our files or saying that we owe money with tax included and the penalty on top of that. So let's think about that. Would we probably bring out the best china in that case? We'd probably bring out some paper plates, some plastic utensils, because we want to show we don't have a lot of money. Um, So you shouldn't collect this money from me. So it would look a little bit different than what we'd lay out for our friends and family. I actually would lay out paper plates, but that's because I don't, there's five of us. We'd be doing dishes all day. But aside from that. So Jesus was the same with this group. And he actually accepted the invitation and went to dinner. So Jesus was the same everywhere he went. 
Thank you for listening to Impact of South Florida's podcast as we continue to help others know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Please subscribe to receive alerts for new messages. You can also visit us online at www.icsofl.com. Until next time, God bless.